looking behind the news affecting internet marketing, bringing to light views from the voices, speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you. Hosted by one of the most respected strategic consultants online. Welcome to Digital Marketing Matters. Presented by Fang Digital. And now, here's your host, Jeff Ferguson. My name is Jeff Ferguson, and this is Digital Marketing Matters, a brand new radio program on Webmaster Radio FM. Uh, a little bit about myself, because this is the first show, and you really need to know this stuff. Uh, I've been doing this for over 18 years now, uh, internet marketing in one form or the other. Uh, I've always specialized in uh, search engine marketing or affiliate programs, display, social media, mobile, really whatever has come down the pipeline. I've, I've really tried my best to jump into it with both feet and, and get it done. A couple of years back, we started a brand new uh, agency uh, called Fang Digital Marketing, uh, we've grown quite substantially over the last couple of years, and I, and I think this radio show is is kind of like this the next step in that in that progression. Uh, we've got a variety of different clients that we've uh, worked with so far, such as Just Fab and Belkin and PetSmart, and, and just the list goes on and on. Uh, what we're really trying to do with this radio program today is is hopefully a little bit different. We're we're trying to make it more of a discussion show, um, less about um, a regular interview show or or anything like that. Uh, and what we're hoping is kind of more along the lines of Charlie Rose, less along the lines of a pop music interview, making it just so that uh, the audience, which could be anybody from just a, a guy at a brand new startup uh, to the director of marketing to somebody in the C-suite, would really kind of dig this, um, understand um, more about marketing and more about maybe what we've lost as we've grown up into this digital era, uh, maybe about things that we need to start thinking about as we continue to grow and, and get better at things. Uh, each week, uh, we're going to hope, uh, hopefully bring on a, a brand new uh, guest of one sort or the other. Uh, some weeks it might just be me, me prattling on, hopefully not. Uh, but uh, this week we've actually got uh, as part of our first guest, and our, our you know we're really happy about this is uh, Martin Thomas, who is a longtime friend of mine. Um, I've actually known Martin for well over twenty years. He and I actually grew up together for um, a bit during our kind of uh, late teens, early twenties. Uh, we were both part of a youth organization. Um, oddly enough, and, and uh, we didn't really even realize once we kind of kicked into college because most of both of us actually changed majors at, at one point um, and jumped into it where uh, Martin had gotten into advertising about the same time that I had. Uh, we ended up uh, graduating fairly close to one another. I think Martin was maybe a little bit before I was. And we uh, ended up going two different paths of the advertising world where Martin went more on the, uh, the agency side I went more on the uh, client side of the fence, and uh, we kind of wove our way through this business uh, together, um, always kind of learning from each other, always staying in touch, uh, just because we're both from Southern California, and it was quite easy to do that. And uh, oddly enough, as things progressed with our own careers and, and things kind of started, um, Martin and I both started our own agencies around the same time. Again, Martin, probably about a year and a half, maybe two years uh, before I did. Um, he is the president and owner of uh, Always On Communications. And I'm going to go ahead and say hey to him so it's not just me talking all the time. How are you doing, Martin? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. No problem at all. 
so Martin oversees the media plan development and placement for all of his clients. Um, he began his career over at Foot Gallon and Building in Los Angeles. Uh, he worked on Mattel and California Milk Advisory Board and MGM Studios and Giorgio Perfume, uh, which was really ironic because my, my father actually was one of the people that worked over at Giorgio Perfume back then. Um, he actually worked on the Las Vegas Hilton um, at a completely different time than when I was uh, actually working uh, at Hilton Hotels uh, as their director of uh, internet marketing. Um, after a while, he moved to uh, DMB&B. Uh, we continued to work on a lot of other things like uh, Baskin-Robbins, the Australian Tourist Commission. Um, and then uh, I think you ended up over at Mediacom after that, if I'm remembering yeah. And then uh, right. you worked on guys like Roman Meal, uh, the bread company, uh, did some work with Hasbro, um, some work with Pedigree for Dogs, uh, Edison, Automobile Club, and City National Bank, and... Um, and then, again, uh, you know, it's funny, this is going to sound this way, it's, but think of it more the fact that he's got like a storied career, um, unless <laughs> the fact that it sounds like he's jumping around because, you know, Martin, like me, has been doing this forever. Um, and he's actually not known for jumping. He's actually one of the, right. the, the few people I know that actually sticks with companies for a really long amount of time. Um, but I think his last stop before the agency was uh, Universal McCann. And uh, he was pretty much running things, um, a big team over there, did a lot of work with Zycam. Uh, Sunmade, um, Bumblebee Foods, IHOP, uh, Northrum Grumman, and um, and a few other companies over there. Um, where, when did you work at uh, work on stuff with Wizards of the Coast? That that was uh, at MediaCom, which at the, when I started there, it was it was gray. The media part spun off separately later, um, but they. Um, uh, MediaCom back in New York had Hasbro as as one of their clients, and during the time that I was there, Hasbro acquired Wizards of the Coast, which is the company that makes Magic the Gathering, the the at the time the Pokemon trading card game, which is the reason that Hasbro acquired them, and also Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, so I, I ended up taking over that account here in LA because Wizards of the Coast is up in Seattle, so they decided to have me handle it out here because it was closer to them being in New York. And I bring that up, oddly enough, because um, it was kind of a funny part in our lives, as again, Martin and I have known each other forever, and uh, Martin and I kind of have our own kind of geeky past uh, behind us, for the most part, uh, to where we both grew up, um, you know, doing a little bit of tabletop gaming, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, both Star Wars geeks, Star Trek geeks, all that kind of stuff, do it. Um, you know, we're also giant music fans and we've got a lot of other hobbies that don't make us look like complete nerds, but, um, <laughs> it was something that was uh, definitely part of that history. So here we are tugging along together as, as buds and Martin picks this business up and he's very excited about it. And, and that's actually the first time I'd heard that he'd done a lot of uh, D and D stuff when he was younger and, and things like that. And, um, so as part of his own research, he actually started uh, a brand new game, um, based on, uh, like a world he had created back when he was a kid and um, got a bunch of people together to do this. And he had invited me in to play this one, and, a, and I think I went to the first meeting, and yep. originally when they were uh, trying to sort out like when they were going to meet and stuff, they were they were originally talking about, like, hey, we're going to do this like every week, and this is it. And oddly at the time, that sounded just like way too much, so I actually ended up backing out. And um, they had this game going, and apparently that game is still going um, is. with maybe some slightly different people, and, and it's kind of evolved over the years and everything, which is pretty funny. Um, uh, probably, maybe I can't even imagine, about four or five years ago maybe, um, another friend of ours um, who's actually a Supreme Court 
judge in California, he um, he started another game of zone. He had written one and wanted to do things. And actually, he was just a DA, assistant DA back then. And um, and so he invited a bunch of friends together. And I and so that time I didn't pass. I said, well, you know, let's do this. It's it's once a month. It's a good time to get together and catch up with everybody and do whatever. And um, it was a blast. You know, it's it's you know a lot of guys have poker nights. We had these 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 goofy. D and D game nights where we play a variety of stuff. We're actually having one this week, and, and it kind of replaced our, our poker night on a lot of things. And and uh, you know, the, about the only time it, it becomes weird is when uh, I had you know would start dating somebody or eventually started dating my <laughs> wife, where you kind of had to explain away this idea that we're hey, look, it's it's not as geeky as it sounds. It's really just a poker night, but we're we're doing it with you know twenty uh, sided dice and and goofy stuff like that. Um, so. You know, I bring that all up just as kind of like a, give an idea of our past, but also the the idea of um, how Martin kind of throws himself into his work when it comes to um, doing research. You know, the whole thing behind starting that game and getting involved with everything was all part of his media planning process. And what I wanted to talk about today is this this concept that uh, that uh, I've you know I've had a problem with for as long as I've been in the business and, and a lot of things is that uh, the 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 art of media planning in itself is is really uh, become a lost art in a lot of ways and and that's because I think guys like myself and and maybe even Martin or whatever it is are are kind of rare in the sense that we're uh, we're involved with uh, both traditional and digital media because I came into it. I came into digital media about 1995, right about the time uh, that digital media kind of like came on the scene at all. So it's about the same year. I think that, um, that the first like display ad went up on, um, on the wired site and um, you know, I was involved. I started off as a webmaster. I was doing you know page design, but I was also handling the displays and search engine optimization in its early form and a bunch of other stuff. But all my degree and everything is actually in traditional communications and advertising. So I had to learn the roots of media planning and the roots of marketing and all the other aspects that take um, to become like an actual advertising person. Now, meanwhile, you've got a, other, a lot of other guys that are coming from a variety of other disciplines that get into things like paid search or SEO or display or whatever. And they approach it purely from the Hey, there's this this thing that we can advertise on. There's tools that help me do it. Um, there's a variety of things that that do a lot of the thinking for me in a lot of ways. And so they approach it from a very different standpoint to where maybe they think about like, okay, hey, I'm helping this guy that maybe has a termite business, and so I'm just going to think in keywords, or uh, I'm just going to think in banners and which sites those banners should go on or whatever it is, and. Instead of approaching it from the idea of like, hey, who who do we really want to talk to? Who's our audience? Who's all these these classic things? Um, I think we've kind of gone about it the wrong way, and I think we've suffered for it to where um, we've maybe gotten a little over reliant on some of the tools. Instead of making it a, a kind of like a, a deadly combination of having to know how to do media and uh, also having to do using all these great tools to kind of make it happen. Um, so there's the setup. That's what we're going to kind of be talking about today. Um, so Martin, you know, give me a little background on it as far as like, um, I know some of the big jokes that we've had over the years was that, you know, you would do these massive media plans and you'd go into, uh, into present them into, um, your clients and make it a variety of different clients like that. And what's a lot of time, what's the very typical, uh, almost comical reaction that you get in a lot of sense. 
Yeah, so, yeah, um, this was more prevalent in the past than it is now, but, um, you know, when I started out, usually what you'd hear is you'd, you'd do, like, a lot of research, you'd put a lot of time into the targeting and figuring out really the point of doing targeting a lot of a lot of the point of it is to figure out what are the media habits of the target how do they consume media throughout their day and then how do they use that media to make decisions in terms of researching products and making purchase decisions and you do a comprehensive multimedia plan which we're as you know hugely in favor of having multimedia not just a single medium and we take it into I don't want to say unsophisticated, but, you know, clients that are were sort of at that time used to a, a different age of, of media and we take it into them and they'd say, that looks great, really good work. Why don't we just take that budget, just go ahead and fold it into TV. And and I used to joke with you about it, but I mean, that's a real thing that happened in a meeting with a retail client I had. And it was it was where we were planning multiple markets for them. So each market had a different budget and a different plan because certain markets their budget wasn't enough to afford tv and these guys would literally want two weeks of tv out of 52 weeks in the year they'd want two weeks of tv more than having say you know an eight month out of home campaign with radio or something they'd rather have two weeks of tv because that was what they were used to and what they were comfortable with yeah and that's i mean i imagine how frustrating that so we're going to we're actually going to take our first break uh, here and then we'll uh, we'll jump back and we'll continue the discussion on uh, the lost art of media planning. We'll return with more digital marketing matters in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. 
Hi, this is Victor Pitts, host of Domain Masters, one of the longest-running radio shows on webmasterradio.fm. We'll show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business, plus we'll discuss power tools of the trade for the power players of the industry. Domain Masters, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for finding Digital Marketing Matters, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Jeff Ferguson. All right, we're back. Uh, we're here with Martin Thomas. Uh, he's the president of Always On Communications, and we're talking to him today about the lost art of media planning. And so, Martin, we were talking a little bit about how... Um, in the past, you've had plenty of instances where uh, you would do all this fantastic work, all this research on the audience, um, what media they used, and, and all these kind of things. And then you turn around, you present it to the client. Uh, they claim they love it, uh, but when then turn around and basically said, great, that's awesome. Just Why don't you just put it all on TV and, and skip it from there? So um, right. I, I used to just laugh hysterically every time I'd hear one of those happen. And not so much at you, but this whole process, mostly because I... I I was living it too in a variety of different ways where um, on the digital side of it, we were uh, running into that same kind of problem to where it wouldn't necessarily be, hey, let's put it all TV, but it'd be more along, hey, let's put it all in the, the, the latest bright, shiny object. And, and that could be a variety of different things where it would be um, display campaigns or it would be uh, push media, which was like a goofy thing back in the, in the, the 90s there where they were trying to get that out. Um, all these different things, and it would be, hey, we need to do paid search, hey, we need to do this, hey, we do this. And instead of them thinking about this idea of like, hey, this is a mix, these are all options, and the idea is really to pick the best combination of options that speak to your audience, and less about um, trying to just do one that's hip or cool. Um, would you say that's a, a very similar problem that's always been around on the traditional side? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that what happens unfortunately is that usually uh, it's sort of a combination honestly of, of what happens in terms of who ends up being the decision maker at both the agency side and and on the client side i think on the client side a lot of times um you're not dealing with a, a media savvy client you're dealing with uh, a brand manager or or someone like that, and they're very good at specific types of, of things that they have to do, and advertising is honestly a small part of their day, so they need to rely on the agency to make decisions, but a lot of times they, because they're not familiar with everything that's that's new, the new technologies or, or different things like that, they're a little uncomfortable going in front of their board of directors and saying, I approve this plan that has this medium on here that you've never heard of. So they end up kind of defaulting back to the things that they're comfortable with that they believe work. And, and usually that ends up being, well, in the past, it used to be traditional media and specifically television. And, and a lot of it just comes down to, to education. Then on the agency side, what I found, and, and this is really a, a very common at big sort of conglomerate type agencies, the digital people are siloed out from the rest of of the department. So you have, they, they make a very clear distinction between this is a, you know, so-called traditional planner. And then you get the so-called digital planners and the digital planners really, what they're doing is working on clients who already know that they want digital media. So 
any research into how the target uses digital media or why you should use it is by the wayside because it's not needed. They're, they're assigned to clients who have already decided that digital media is going to be part of their mix. So they end up doing exactly what you're talking about, which is jumping right into a tactic and focusing on something that's like bright and shiny and new and like, hey, we can do this. And those clients, again, they're used to that because they were hired specifically to manage the digital media, usually because someone else at the client didn't want to do it or didn't know uh, what it was. And so they end up approving things that might not necessarily be based in a sound strategy because there was a planner put onto it who didn't go through the due diligence to figure out if that should be done in the first place. What they figured out was that it could be done. Right. So um, I, I think one of the things we're going to get into a little bit later is this concept of like how do we how do we fix this, right? But um, let me let me just approach it from the standpoint like this, where uh, based on your training and based on the way things are supposed to work, um, how would how is this usually supposed to happen? You know, how how is it to where you'd walk through this process and you know from the standpoint of like, hey, I don't. Uh, you know, I didn't go to media school just like you did. Do it from the standpoint of you know realizing that a lot of people listening um, come from uh, the digital background where they have no advertising training. They've just been taught about search or whatever. So, so yeah, I, you know, and I don't mean to to you know, I guess I should back up and say like everything I was saying before. That's not to to denigrate or or you know to try to to offend anybody who who doesn't have that background. It's that's the way that the world worked and and on the agency side, that's how people were trained. So it, you can't, you can't blame people for not having that background and, and not knowing that. So, you know, let, let me just get that out there. But in terms of how, you know, you say how it should be approached, I think that the, it all starts with looking at, as, as you, you know, going back to what are the client's objectives? What are they trying to achieve? And then figuring out in conjunction with that, also the specific target audience profile that is most likely to want that client's service or product. And that takes research. It takes access to syndicated research as well as any proprietary research or segmentation studies that the client has done. And putting that all together and coming up with a, a very comprehensive target audience profile that's going to show not, not just a certain media type it needs to be of course media neutral and that's that idea has been around for years but it a lot of people sort of lose sight of it you need to approach it from the standpoint of not having a preconceived notion of what media you're going to use and then looking at the research and the data that you're that you're pulling against your target to figure out how they use media and then taking that in conjunction with the budget that you're using and carving out a plan that is going to utilize the media types that that the target responds to in order to make their decisions. And that's really where it should start. It shouldn't start with, I want to use television, how do I do it? Or I want to use um, digital media or any type of media. It should really start with what media does the target use? And then how do I go about implementing that and putting it into my plan? Absolutely. So, uh, and, you know, Kids listening at home, you know, notice there's there's no discussion of keywords. There's no discussion of, um, <laughs> hey, I want to use this specific type of banner or, hey, I want to do this. Like, uh, we haven't even gotten that far yet. 
that that discussion is something that that should be really way down the chain as far as activities because those are tactics. Those are really uh, right. specific parts of these these plans uh, that you will eventually get to. I mean, those things come up. Uh, Martin and I, um, you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but Martin and I uh, work together on plans all the time because his agency does lean more on the traditional side of the fence, uh, and mine does lean more digital. And uh, we work together on a lot of projects where um, maybe his clients or my clients want both and we um, we find that that partnership is very powerful uh, because we approach it from the same way and we approach it from this idea of, of hey let's figure out you know uh, what the objective is who this audience is uh, what are the best ways to talk to this audience in a variety of different ways and then we start talking about all right, now that we've got these media things figured out, now that we've got the split of how we balance these things all out based on the budget and a variety of other things, and um, then we start talking about, all right, great, how are we going to pull this one off? You know, what, you know, and it could be driving down to picking which sites we want to advertise on, which magazines, um, which uh, programs on television. Uh, you know, if we're going to do search, uh, maybe then we start talking about keywords in general, but it could also talk about a variety of things within the search area, whether it be mobile, uh, there could be social media, there could be a whole different thing. So we've got, you know, more than ever, we've got this big variety, uh, you know, this big quiver of options as far as things that we can work with. Uh, but the funny thing is, is that um, here we are in this modern age that is so glorious and so amazing in front of us. And both Martin and I still have many instances where somebody will come to us and say, hey, look, we want to do this, this real-time buying stuff that we're hearing about. Um, or, hey, we want to do um, something really specific. Or, hey, do you guys have any specific, you know, do you have any experience with YouTube or something along those lines? When uh, they're way down the, the conversation already. And, and there's plenty of instances where maybe we will um, uh, say, hey, have you guys done the research already to kind of say, hey, this is where your audience lives? And we'll take their word for it and, and, and do it. But there's plenty of other times where um, we kind of say, hey, look, let's take a breath here and back up a bunch and, and, and figure out what we actually need to do. Um, and so say we've got this all figured out and, and, um, and you know, we've still got like a tough client in, ahead of us and we really want to, we want to fix things here. We want to really want to say, hey, look, um, there's stuff that um, uh, you're just not getting, dude. You just don't get it, you know. And uh, <laughs> what is it that... Um, what is it that we want to try and fix? So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break right here, and then we will um, we'll come back, and we're going to tell you guys all how we're going to fix all this stuff. We'll return with more Digital Marketing Matters in just a moment. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 17th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 31st, 2013. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. 
Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim, Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report, your home for the latest on internet law and policy from Capitol Hill to the White House, the courthouse to the state house, the FTC to the state attorney general, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for finding Digital Marketing Matters only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Jeff Ferguson. Okay, and we're back. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for uh, listening to the commercials. Uh, maybe one of them was mine. I know I'm advertising on this station as well. Uh, so uh, what we were talking about before we, we split here was that, um, you know, we figured it out. Everybody, you know, we've got the thing, we've created the audience profile. Um, we've really kind of drugged this, this customer down the hall and, and said, Hey, look, th- there's a reason why we do it this way. It's because when we do things properly and, and do them right, um, you know, the, the work is just badass, right? Uh, however, <laughs> you, meanwhile, you've still got a client and I'm sure Martin, you've run into plenty of them over the years. Um, I mean, how, how do you, you know, you've got a client that's basically saying, Hey, look, I just don't care. Really, all I want from you guys is I want you guys to help me buy TV because I don't have anybody in house that can help me do that. Uh, how do you go back and and tell them, you know what, you're you're wrong in the nicest possible way and still keep the business? Yeah, well, that's that's the trick, isn't it? Um, and it's 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 a challenge. It's something that, and you're right. I've dealt with it with with many clients in the past. I can give you an example. Um, a few years ago, I was working on a on a piece of OTC business, and this wasn't that long ago. I um, say six, seven years. So digital media at that point, you know, was was prevalent. I mean, people were using it, and we had access to. I was at a big conglomerate agency, so I wasn't allowed to plan the digital myself. I was allowed to say we should have digital based on all the research that I pulled, and and um, talk about why the target used digital media and how they used it in terms of making their purchase decisions, but in terms of actually putting together the buys that was had, had to be handled within the bureaucracy of the agency by a completely different person. And we had digital media for this client, and we had done competitive research to realize that their competitors weren't using a lot of it. And we thought this was an opportunity for us to kind of stand out in the space and, and start using it in a way that would help us to capture people away from our competitors who were not using that particular media. And we had to do a presentation in front of the CEO and they were spent, this particular client was spending at the time, I want to say about $25 million in paid media and our digital media budget out of that 25 was about a million. So not that much. And he looked at that and blew a gasket. His face turned around. He had no idea that his director of marketing had approved this and asked me in the meeting, how much does a week of TV cost? Which at the time, what they were spending was about eight hundred thousand dollars, based on the the type of 
spy that they were doing. And he said, you're meaning to tell me that I could have had an extra week of TV on my body instead of this, you know, comprehensive digital campaign that we put together for him. And it's just, he just didn't get it. And so, you know, when you say, how, how do you, how do you work with that? A lot of it just comes down to trust. You really just have to have a very strong relationship with your client. You can't keep giving them things that they don't want. I mean, that's one thing. If they're, if they're asking for one thing and you keep beating over the head that that's not going to work, eventually they're just going to let you go. You need to become partners with them and make them understand that the reason that you're recommending things that they don't understand or don't like or don't get or whatever the case is, the reason that you're recommending that is because you're trying to help them. And, and that's that's sort of how I have approached it in the past is that really we're not in this to like do fun, cool things. We're in this to help our clients make money. That's why they're hiring us. They're hiring us to do something that they don't know how to do that's going to help them eventually make sales. And when you can put it on that level and explain to them that the reason that you recommended something that they weren't expecting or didn't want to see is because you know that based on your experience and you, hopefully you have case studies from clients in similar industries that you can show them, you know that that particular course of action is going to eventually lead to a sale. And if they're still not buying, then the best course of action, I think, at that point is to recommend them doing a test. Scale it back. Don't do it national. Don't do it as big as you were going to do it. Scale it back and explain to them that after a couple of weeks, if they think it's not working, you know, especially with digital media, you can just cut it off and cut your losses and move on. And, and usually, you know, found. Very cool. So, um, you know, the the fact that that kind of stuff still like happens that that whatever is is kind of mind blowing. But I guess maybe it isn't in a lot of ways, just because uh, there is so much of the old guard that's still in place at the at the very upper levels um, there. But what I I think what cracks me up, and you and I have both experienced, and we see it all the time, where you've got. Uh, clearly, uh, the young guard, if, if that's a term, I don't know if young guard is a term, but the uh, but you've got this, you know, the younger set that is right out of school that's doing all these things that um, are somehow um, infected by this type of thinking up top, where they come in and um, they're almost mousy, you know, in a lot of sense, and and uh, they're basically saying, hey, look, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off. Um, I don't think they're going to go for that. I don't think whatever. I mean. Is there something to where sometimes you have to almost um, think over their head and, and come up with multiple plans that, that, that you present in the meeting to basically say, hey, look, um, what we came with you guys is a variety of options. Sure, there's the one that, um, that you guys asked for. Uh, that looks like this, but we also put this together, this other one that really does this. I mean, is there a way when you're selling that, that you basically come back and using metrics or a variety of other tools at your disposal where you can actually say, hey, look, um, we think that if you do it the way that we suggested to, which is the reason you're hiring us in the first place, uh, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, is there, does that happen? Yeah. Uh, but, well, that's how we approach things. Um, as you know, from, from partnering with us, I think that when the the thing to remember, and, and I used to tell this to my staff, you know, I, I've, I've been ever since I've been in a, in a management position at, at on the agency side, and, and up until today, you know, I still, even working with contractors, you know, still I'm the manager, I'm, I'm their boss. The thing that I, I always tell, like you said, the kids out of school, that the, the younger people who have a different perspective on things because they've grown up with a lot of this media that you, know, you got to look at, like you know, some of these people of these companies 
if they started there when they were 20, they're in their 60s now, that means they started the company back in the 70s when, you know, that's not that far removed from sort of the Mad Men era of like put everything in TV. And so these are now the decision makers. They didn't grow up with the digital media like like some of, you know, someone that's just coming out of college. So the, the key things to remember are, A, when you're presenting, the client hired you for a reason because of your, and you can't be cocky, but you need to be confident. And you need to remember that it doesn't matter how old you are or even really how much experience you have in media, unless you're dealing with a media-specific client, like the, that the client has someone who's trained in media, which chances are they don't because most of them just don't have that luxury. Unless you're dealing with someone like that, you know more about media than they do, even if you're just an assistant media planner or an account coordinator, whatever the title is you already know more than they do about how media works because you're being hopefully trained by someone who knows what they're doing. So you need to be confident and, you know, stick to your convictions again without being cocky. And yeah, I think having options um, is, is a fine idea. I'm, I tend to be a little bit of, of anti-option in terms of here are three different plans. Which ones do you like? Because it makes it sound like you don't have an opinion. I like to go in and say, this is what you should do, and here's why, and the rationale, and then have, but you have to have done your due diligence. You have to have done all those other plans. You might do five, six different options. You, I'm not a huge fan of showing them to the client unless they ask for them. I like to show them, this is what you should do, but you've done the, the work on the other ones so that then when they start asking questions and say, oh, what about this? What about this? Then you go, oh, well, we looked into that. And the reason we didn't recommend it is X. Or sometimes, as you know, Jeff, we, we'll put into the back of our deck, you know, things that we considered but don't recommend. And, and you deal with it that way. And so if they're asking you specifically, if they ask you for X and you're coming back with Y, I, I do in that case that's a little slightly bit different because they, if they gave you a particular assignment I want a TV buy and you're coming back and saying actually you should be doing all digital video and social media or whatever it is in that case you know that's a slightly different but if it's where they've actually left it open for you to do something that what what you're supposed to do which is they've given you all the the tools to, to the, in terms of this is what I'm looking for in terms of I want a plan and leaving it to you to put the best plan together. I usually just like to go in with one strong plan because otherwise they're going to be paralyzed with options. Awesome. So the, the, the basically the idea is to blow their mind and not get them anywhere to go. Um, but down the path that you're, you're kind of presenting. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to like on the creative side, you, you, you know, this is, that's the side of, of advertising that everybody always thinks about is, you know, you walk in with a storyboard and it's something that I learned, you know, I'm not on, on the, I'm not on the creative side in terms of, creating the ads uh, we're still creating what we do as, as you know but one of the things I, I learned really early in the business is one of the head key you know creative directors at one of the agencies I was working at said that he doesn't like to walk into meetings with three different storyboards because the client is always going to pick the one that you don't want them to pick it's just it's just guaranteed <laughs> you know you know which one is the best and you save it for last you think you're, you're, you're going to blow their minds with this but they've gotten fixated on this first one that they saw that you actually didn't like which is why you showed it first or, or whatever the case is it's it's always going to backfire it's better to just go in and go like you said blow their minds this is going to you know be awesome and a lot of clients don't necessarily like that, but they get they get used to it. And again, but you have to have done the work. You would never do a, a storyboard campaign or whatever it is. I use storyboard as an example, but you would never do that without having done the options. You, you have to have done it to be able to speak to it. Absolutely. 
So cool. So, I mean, we're going to wrap up a little bit here on the end of our first year, which, you know, it flew by. And I, and I think this discussion topic is, is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, we'll definitely have Martin on again and, and, uh, and get back to other topics because we could literally talk about those all day. Martin and I do. Um, and it's, it's not uncommon. I think one of the big uh, points I want to make as we kind of like close things down for the day is, is this concept of, um, we call it like the, what I call the plumber concept. And I've, I've blogged about it on our blog and you can, you can dig it up if you want. Um, but it's this idea that, you know, anybody can fix a sink when it comes right down to it. You can you know, run into your, your, you know, your home library and get that Sears guide that that's been around forever or you can go up to eHow or a variety of things and basically say, hey, look, I, I just want to stop this thing from dripping. Uh, I want to clear a, a clog. I want to do whatever. Uh, but there's going to be plenty of instances where um, you're not going to be able to pull it off. You know, there's going to be times when that big line down in the sewer is what's really the problem is. Or there's something massive where you've got roots going through um, pipes or a variety of the kind of stuff. And that's the time when you need to call in a professional. And uh, kind of like that, advertising is like that in a lot of ways. And, and um, you know, some people would, would and it's, it's very similar to plumbing in a lot of ways, given the people you have to work with. But um, I think, you know, the important thing is, is that uh, in this, this day and age of kind of like the self-serve way of doing things. And, you know, we, work, we see it all the time with Google and, and uh, the way they do paid search and how a lot of people handle SEO and the fact that there are so many guides about internet marketing and things out there today on how to do this stuff yourself. Um, those are there um, because you can do it in your early stage. There's plenty of small companies, there's plenty of startups, there's plenty of things like that where you can make those initial uh, efforts and do things like make sure they're programmed into the way that you do business and, and a variety of other topics. Um, but it's going to be a time when you're actually going to re- need to reach out to the pros. And um, you're going to need somebody to clean out that main line of the sewer. You're going to need somebody to help you uh, plan the, the, the bigger plans, uh, the plans that are going to really put your company on the map or the things that are going to help you get profitable or a variety of other things that they're going to basically throw you over the line um, into the area where you're actually making some money and, um, and getting the attention that you really want. And that's what, you know, ad people are around for. Um, we've got a long history in this business. Smart and I do this. And, uh, you know, you got to remember, um, you know, it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's the oldest profession, but I'd say it's probably, you know, second or third easy because there, you know, people have always needed to get the word out on things. And, and, uh, that's what ad agencies have always helped around. So that's it. Uh, that's what we got for today. Um, again, my name is Jeff Ferguson. Uh, thanks to Martin Thomas, uh, for joining us today. You're welcome. And yeah. Thanks for having me, Jeff. No problem. And um, otherwise, we will see you again soon. Uh, we're still kind of sorting out how often we're going to do this thing. It's at least going to be monthly. Um, if we get enough traction on it, we may come back and do it even more than that. But uh, thanks, Spot. If you're looking for more information on Fang Digital Marketing, you can go to fangdigital.com um, or you can go uh, more on traditional side. It's always on communications.com. And uh, right now we've got a ton of uh, free ebooks and things like that. You can get up there on social media and a few of the things we're pushing out. And if you like, you can catch me uh, speaking around the world, around the country, um, at various different places. I think our next one is at the uh, MCCon. Um, it's going to be in June in Seattle. Uh, all right. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you soon. 
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.